going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I'm Cesar Walker. And I'm Ronnie Gatry. And welcome to the show, uh, Gatry. Yes, sir. The weekend is still going on. We're recording on a Sunday. Uh, how is your weekend going, sir? Well, Walker, my weekend's been hectic. You've had a lot going on. I had a lot going on. Do tell. Uh, I was in a wedding uh, yesterday, and um, my son had... Two birthday parties yesterday and has two again today. Are you missing one of them? Yes, because the, the second one of the two is very insignificant to me. All right. I caught the first one, so that's where I was coming in from when we, when I, when we were texting beforehand. Wow. But um, yeah, so it's, it's just been hectic. I hadn't, I hadn't really seen a lot of my family this weekend. But so you need a weekend. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> looks looks like... And I'm, I'm going to jinx it, but it looks like I'll get that if I can make it to this upcoming weekend. So, But no, nah, it was good. Um, man, listened to a lot of music this past week. Okay. Um, can I just tell you what I got going on on my Spotify right now? Is that? I is mean, that cool? I think you're going to anyway. <laughs> well, I don't even know why you I asked. Gonna, I was going to respectfully ask. You uh, don't respect me that much. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Go ahead. Walker, the, the one album... Or one project I've listened to that really stands. I've been listening to it for about three weeks now. Um, Ursher, as as you people like to call him. Um, what do you mean, you people? You know exactly what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Is Robert Downey in there anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, but you you listen to. I, I, actually, I was familiar with the fact that this project came out. I haven't heard anyone talk about it though. Uh, well, you're about to hear somebody talk about it. Um, and your thoughts? Usher and Zaytoven put out a incredible project. Listen, me and Zaytoven at least could put out an okay project. Well, Zaytoven is pretty like I, the, the the homeboy that introduced me to it. He in, he he said Zaytoven is an ATL legend. Really? Would, would you? Put I can him, imagine would you put that. Him in that category. I can imagine that. Here's why I don't. Because I think of ATL, who do I think of first? In Jermaine Dupri. I'm not talking about production. I'm talking about he didn't say production legend. He said legend. So who am I going to think about first? These two dope boys in the Cadillac. I can't put Zaytoven in the category with these guys. I can't. Oh, you sound like an old head. I am. You sound like an oldie. I am. Time's gonna go on, man. Eventually, you're gonna have more people. Okay, that's fair. Let's I let me you, ask you I this. You, I want you to get no, back no, to the no, album. No, 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 I want to get you back no, to no, that. No, 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 no. I want you to look me in my eye right now and tell me that Zaytoven's gonna have the track record similar to the two dope boys in the Cadillac. I don't think that's a fair comparison. So then, why why are we even talking about? I don't this? think that's a. Fair, but you saying the only there's only one legend in Atlanta. When I think of legend, ATL legends, these are the first guys that come up. Sure, but I, I don't think they're saying. I, I don't. And you even said Jermaine Dupri. I don't think Zaytoven's near Jermaine Dupri. I was thinking in the lines of like producing and beats and all that type of stuff. But but what I was saying is, did he say that Zaytoven is a legend or he is the legend? He said Zaytoven is an ATL legend. He isn't. He's one of a few. There aren't many legends. And that's what I wanted to ask. Well, I want you to get back to the album. Okay. But I want to ask, who would you consider an ATL legend once we get past this album, really? Okay. Or your 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 opinion right. of this well, album? Okay. So, you mean not now? Not now. Okay. Not now. Not now. Well, Tell me about the album. The about, about Ursh. Um, Usher put out. It's, it's good. It's good. 
I'm, I'm just going to leave okay. it at that because I, I don't think we plan on spending much time on it. But I would definitely highly encourage you to listen to that. Okay. I've, since I've been introduced to it, I think there's been a small percentage of days that have gone by that I have not listened to some some joints off that project. Incredible. Dope. Yes. Um, Any features? Like features only two. Of... He's got um wow. he's got future. And he's got one of your favorite artists, Gunna. That was just full of sarcasm for those who don't know. Like Ronnie is like took himself out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm not even familiar with anything Gunner has done. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Gatry some time to like get himself back together because he clearly took himself out with all the sarcasm there. I wish. But, I wish y'all knew Walker like I did because you'd understand how funny. <laughs> so, so, um, no. so only two features. Only two features. It's, okay. I guess three if you want to count. They, well, no, it's not. This is their project. Anyway. Um, that that's the best project I've I've been listening to as of as of recent. Um, I did something that I didn't want to do, Walker, and that was I found myself back in the mystery that is the Migos, and um, <laughs> listen to Takeoff's project. I heard they were dropping projects back to back. Right, they did. Um, can can I go ahead and start off by saying it's better than it's better than Quavo's project. Okay, yeah, in, in my opinion. Okay, it's still terrible. Hmm. But I don't vibe. I don't think I vibe with that sound because I'm an old. Okay. It is it, okay. Just be objective. Is it just not for you? Like it, is, it's is not. It, it's not for me. And a lot of people. A lot of and again, that's what people say when they don't like an album. Um, and they try to be respectful. It's not for you, but there are people who rock with it. Because from yeah. after talking to you and uh, listening to other people talk about the album, I think that was a growing consensus that people didn't like Quavo's project. Really? Yeah. So like you wasn't alone. Okay. You wasn't alone in that in that critique. I feel like I feel like Quavo. He's trying to take the Migos sound and the Migos vibe to the next level. So he he did a lot of different things because I'm sure he thought his fan base was going to expect one thing. Mm-hmm. Again, he had Madonna on the LP, so and it was I, like. And I think that's the conundrum most artists deal with being put into a certain box because of past success. Right. Right. So. Um, it, in comparing the two, I'm taking Takeoff's project hands down. Okay. This is not T Rash. Um, Lil Uzi Vert. No, 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 not Lil. I keep getting these guys mixed up. But, but see, Walker, you gotta appreciate. Like, I'm trying to embrace the current culture. It's just not you, working. You're for doing me. better than I am. Right. Uh, Lil Yachty. I get I get him and Uzi mixed up all the time. Gotcha. Lil Yachty dropped another another album. Um, Cause they're all under the same. Yeah, they're really the same person. If you want to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it overall um, it was a hype project, so it was just like I mean I'm not expecting a lot of substance out of Lil Yachty, Lil Bo, mm-hmm. um, but one one track there's one track on there and I can't remember the name of it right now, but dude I gotta give this young man credit he he is going out and he made a, he made a track for the ladies, but it's not it's not given in the way that you would think mm-hmm. he's you, you know you know how now culturally. It seems like women are on this, you know, build your body through plastic surgery. And then you got a percentage of women, you know, I'm speaking specifically to the black women who are building their body through underground channels and, you know, impacting their physique and health, you know. Right. So, and you even hear it in lyrics like, you know, I'm going to take you, I'm going to fly you to Miami to get your surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So uh, Yachty takes takes this narrative and he flips it, and he's he's telling these women like, I'm 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 with you just the way you are. Like you don't need to get all this other excess stuff. Like you don't really. This is not good for you. Like love who you are, mm-hmm. because little Bo Yachty does. It, it's it's a track I probably listened to about six times, but I'm like, this is so amazing, man. I don't know if women are consuming Yachty like that, but. I still think it was a good message, man. He he kind of stepped out of the norm and put that out there. So, um, other than that, I wasn't a fan of anything else in the project. Um, uh, another MC who's who I still consider to be kind of underground, but I really like this guy. He's he's not really good, but I just kind of like his hustle. Is a gentleman by the name of Action Bronson. Good. Gosh, yeah. where did you dig him up off of? Dude, dude, he's he's still here though. Like he dropped he dropped an album called White Bronco on Friday. Okay, and uh, he's I, I consider him to be like a comical MC because like Actions was doing like TV and stuff like that. He wasn't was, it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, but but he's he's a comical MC. Yeah, like dust some... him off. <laughs> Shout out to Action. Like, right, he reminds me so much, and I and people called him out for this, but he sounded, he reminded me a lot of Ghostface. Yes, he sounds just like Ghost. It's, it's kind of scary, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, um, again, he, I don't consider him to be dope, but I'm still, I'm still somewhat of a fan of his, you know, so he dropped a project that was okay. Um, so the only one, that, is there another one? No, that's it. That's so the it. only one that really is, like, noteworthy to listen to is, is it, let's be clear, Usher, Usher, please. Pardon me. Ursh. I call him Ursh for short. Uh, even projects he's dropped, like, there's always been a few songs on there that have, like, been dope to me. You know, whether you like the album or not, but... Zaytoven Project is about 10 tracks. I think 12 of them are dope. How many? 12. Out of? 10. That's how hot it is, Walker. So... You do the, do the math on that and give me the percentages. I just did. Uh, <laughs> so back to my back to what I was going to ask you. We're going to think about here. no, yeah. I want to ask you like because we had a, we got on the sidebar like we typically do, and this is what makes makes the podcast golden. Uh, who who's a legend in ATL? We're going to do this again, absolutely. Outside of the two gentlemen, I just you already named them. Who else? So I, so if someone named someone an, an ATL legend. What would keep you from being like, no? Uh, I'm saying Zaytoven. So, is Ludacris an ATL legend? Ludacris is definitely an ATL. That was actually the next person I was going to say. Okay, T.I.? We're doing this? Of course. Let's name them. Let's name them. Cheesy? Cheesy. Legend. That's four. Are we staying hip-hop? Cause I let's, wanna, let's, I wanna, keep it, let's keep it hip-hop. I can't do TLC, can I? You could. Okay. I'm putting them in there. You I'm could. talking like legend uh, and all, all these people should be performing. Um, Jermaine Dupree. Uh, JD's in there. Um, Usher. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's not technically hip hop, but he's close enough. Um, um, I'm going to throw out some other names and you let me know. Uh, proceed with caution, sir. Choose wisely, as J. Cole says. I'm no, I'm not. I'm gonna throw it out, not to say that it is, but it's up for discussion. I'm it's, emotional about this, so I may attack you. That wouldn't be the first time you've done that. 
Gucci. Next. So no. No. You pass on Gucci. No. Why? Because he's from Bessemer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Goody Mob. That's a tricky one. Why is that tricky? It's tricky because when when I think of Goody, are you just taking Goody or are you taking Dungeon Family? Goody. Just Goody? Just Goody. CeeLo, CeeLo Green Goody. That's the only Goody that I know of. <laughs> no. Not, I, by themselves, I can't take them. I would think by themselves they would definitely get in there. Okay, so let, let's look at this. Um... It's not stem cell theory. What's the name of their first album? Some type of theory, correct? Cell therapy. Cell therapy, excuse me. Name me another album by Goody Mob that goes hard. Or does that album stand alone? That album stand alone, but their second follow-up album to that was really good too. Okay. They don't dance no more. Black Ice. Oh my Black Ice was on the second project? Absolutely. Maybe I'm not qualified to have this discussion. Maybe not. I just, I, just th- I think I, I think f- I think of my impression of their appeal from a cultural standpoint. I just I can't put Goody in there. They're absolutely there in there as okay. far as I'm concerned. We'll agree to this because I don't think all of Dungeon Family can get in there. Legend, no. But when you think of Dungeon what about Rico Family. Smooth? He's he's the he's the underground architect of a lot of bangers that have come out of ATL. So I'm like, and he's like, he's like, but no, staple. see, see, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, like Slim Cutter Calhoun. You remember him? Oh my goodness! I can't name his album. I can he, name his. He's hit. Dungeon though. He's Dungeon, but that's what I'm saying. You can't carry everyone in Dungeon into legendary status. But what if? What but if when you... I think of Dungeon, there are two groups of people that I think of immediately. You name me one, what's the other? I mean, Outcast. Outcast is Dungeon, yeah. Okay, okay. And Goody Mob's Dungeon. How how you manage to separate them, like, how are they not the first people to come to mind? Because here's my thing, Walker. And and again, my my impression of legendary status is is encompassed by cultural appeal. No, it's, it's encompassed by cultural appeal. Now, I was at a wedding reception mo- attended mostly by black people yesterday. I can I can think of three outcast songs over the top of my head that are still playing at the reception. This is how many Goody Mob songs I heard at the reception yesterday. That's Col- not fair. Cultural appeal, though, Walker. You That's not understand. fair. That's not fair. I'll hang up and listen. How many Usher songs did you hear? How many TLC yeah, songs wait, wait, did you yeah, hear? Yeah, yeah, is Usher. Is that Lil John? That's Usher. Okay. Two. TLC. I didn't hear any TLC. But they're legendary. Why? See, based on your TLC, argument, TLC, we got to go back and reevaluate people you put in there. TLC A has multiple projects. TLC, they don't, they, don't, multiple projects. they don't have enough cabinet space for the Grammy accolades that they've gotten. Yes, I, I still give the Grammys value, even though it's been diluted recently. I don't, I don't think your criteria is fair. You're talking about what? What was the appeal? 
Cultural appeal. Cultural appeal, but we're talking about ATL legends. We're not talking legends. We're not talking about people out of ATL who are legends. We're talking about people who are legends within ATL, are we? Right. Okay, that's why that's why the guy said Zaytoven was a, was an ATL legend. Which he's because in, in Atlanta, you probably will find a lot of people who would agree with that statement. You mean to tell me you're going to go to Atlanta and and tell people that Goody Mob are not legends in ATL? Get out of here, Gat. I, th- I think I could do that and have enough firm ground to stand on. I think you can do that and then maybe run away with your life. Maybe. Depending on... Cause you, I was thinking more like drive by with a megaphone and pronounce that. <laughs> or an exit ramp. Or an on ramp. There you go. Right next to the interstate. <laughs> Good luck with that. But I think we pretty much, as far as legends go, I think we pretty much have... Let, let, let's button this up. And I'm, I'm really going to challenge you with this one. What is the name of their Metro Boomin versus Zaytoven? Only one of them get into ATL legendary status. Which one are you putting in there? And we can end on this. That's tough. It really shouldn't be, but I'll listen. At this point, I'll probably put Metro. Okay. What else you got, Walker? You did. You answered exactly how I wanted you to. Zaytoven, he's and he li- he's listening to every one of our hey, podcasts. Zaytoven is still going though, yeah, so I'm we we would ha- we would have to revisit this no, conversation. No, 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 I'm praising his project. Yeah, I'm saying no, no, no. I'm he's bo- no slouch. My but point, he's my point either. is, my point is, when it's all said and done, we will probably have to revisit this. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If, if you want to waste more of my time and yours, I'm fine. So what else is good with you, bro? Well, um. Walker, I want to get into the wedding a little bit, man, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where are the cameras? <laughs> uh, so, uh, we texted about this earlier uh, to our listeners, and Walker knows this already, but, like, I'm kind of on this uh, journey of defining my fashion and or style, if you will. And uh, off the record, Walker's really been helping me do this, so... Uh, the wedding yesterday, my, my it was my cousin that, that got married, and he's very um, style conscious, if you will. So um, we had these tuxes that were like kind of a Euro, Euro fit, very form-fitting. Um, looked like, I mean, the pants were rivaled capris. <laughs> and uh, we had these smoking slippers, as they call them, that we wore as our shoes that were not, not comfortable at all. Um, right. So... I remember getting ready and looking at myself in the mirror thinking, okay, Ronnie, what has just happened? But I felt like, I felt like it was still a good look. It was just like, this, this was a step, this was a step for me outside of my comfort zone. And, um, I think it went off well. Um, but the, the, the one, the one little thing I want to bring out of this Walker was, one thing I finally got to notice, and you've been preaching this to me for almost months now, um, for our listeners, I, I've, I've been on this uh, weight loss journey, and um, I think I think from January to now, I've lost, I think I've lost 41, 42 pounds. Oh, that is awesome. Thanks, man. Thank that you. is very awesome. Thank you. Um, and one thing, one, one thing Walker's been challenging me with, and I, and I failed today with what I'm wearing, but... Um, I'm still wearing my bigger clothes. So it's like to the naked eye, most people that I that I see on a regular basis don't really know I've lost anything because I'm wearing the same clothes and although if you look closely there's kind of 
draping over me. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, I guess mentally people get the same, you know, if you're wearing the same thing, people get the same opinion and no one really gets to see the, the weight you've lost. Well, with this, with this tux yesterday, it was on full display and I even had to stop and look and I was like, dang, Ronnie, we, you know, we've, we've done some good things, you know, from a health perspective and this tux is showcasing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I, 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 I know, I know you and I were going to, you know, plan on talking about that a little bit, but I thought it was a good segue with the wedding because, um, the style, the t- style of tux, I, I had been convincing myself mentally that I would never be eligible to wear. And here I am yesterday and I'm wearing it and I'm pulling it off. And, uh, to hear this man sitting to the right of me, commend me on that really meant everything to me. So, but we're not going to get to the emotional impact of it. Walker, we wanted to talk more about the the weight loss journey and the purpose. Is that correct? Because you have actually, I mean, you've lost it, but I have seen, Gatry showed me a while back a video of him, what was it, a year or two ago? Yeah, that was, uh, that was two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, And that's what's so interesting about weight loss is that it's such a subtle thing, right? Even weight gain is subtle. Yeah. Right? So, Definitely. <laughs> I've been, Gatcher and I have been doing this pod, we've been doing this podcast for so long, and, uh, well, not so long, but we've been meeting up, and, you know, I've been seeing Gatry a lot, like, on a weekly basis, so I have sort of forgotten, <laughs> like, how much he, he weighed, like, I forgot about all of that, so when he showed me the video, and I'm like, dude, that's, that's what you look like? You know what I mean? And it's always that's always interesting and it's almost kind of, you know, encouraging when you go back and look at your former self versus what you look like today. Absolutely. Right? And it's almost it's a it's an energy boost. It, it's just it it reassures and it, it confirms everything you've been doing up to this point. And I don't feel like Gatry, I don't know if you've who you talk to or if you've had an opportunity to even talk about your experience, but like what? What brought about the change, dude? Well, and, and to to answer that question, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've talked about it at all, re- really. Um, but no, uh, in January, and that's that's kind of where I kind of base things. Well, no, I take it. I'll take it back to December. Actually, it was it was around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed I just wasn't feeling like myself. Like I just didn't, I didn't have energy. I was just I was just shot, and I was just in a funk. And uh, my my wife encouraged me to go and get checked out. So, um, I did, and it was then... Shout out to the wife. Yes. <laughs> it was then that I realized that um, my blood sugar, blood sugar levels were high, my blood pressure was out of control, mm. uh, triglycerides, LDL, all that stuff. I was testing poorly. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about borderline failure. So, um, my doctor then... Now, my doctor's a friend of the family, right? Okay. So um, he knows our family dynamic, and he, he challenged me as head of the household. You know, he was like, you you need to really take into account, you know, what kind of what kind of husband and father you want to be. Hmm. Like, he charged me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, once you figure that out, we're going to reconvene and talk, and we're going to talk about what changes we can make from a health perspective help you get there right so um we you know i we then met again and i told him and um he then he he then challenged me to make some dietary changes which which is tough but i did one of the main ones is um 
he charged me to reduce red meat intake. Um, I, I took it a step further and eliminated it. Mm. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I don't think, I don't think red meat is bad per se, but in the capacity I was consuming it, it wasn't good. Um, but radical, <laughs> radical change. If you're going to do radical change, it takes <laughs> radical stuff, right? Sure. So, um, that, those were the first steps and, uh, he, he challenged me to get more active. So I, I can remember in January going to the Y and, uh, walking for an hour on the treadmill, just walking okay. and walk. You know, what's funny about it is after walking for an hour, I come off that thing and be drenched. <laughs> and, and, and I'm talking about like at a, I'm walking at a 3.0 pace, right? Yeah, sure. So this is, it's, it's, it's below pedestrian, if you will. <laughs> but but um, it's something. It's something, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that for a while and then, then decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to jog a little bit. M- maybe jog for a quarter of a mile, work that in total over the course of this hour walk. Mm. And then I just kind of built to, you know, I'm, I'm, running, I'm running 10 miles a week now. Wow. Over the, over the course of a week. So. No, 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 man. That's still impressive. Though. Thank you. Thank you. But um, the... The thing, Walker, is I. It, it's it's so weird because I, I thought about this shortly after we texted about it. Um, but around the time, around the time I got married back in '09, um, I lost I lost a ton of weight, mm-hmm. and I I think I think the final count there was like 51, 52 pounds. Oh, okay. And I remember saying, I'm, "I'll never go back." <laughs> mm. Only this, only the fast forward, you know, nine years later, and I'm back there. Well, what do you mean? And I guess that gets into my question. Like, what was your motivation this time around? Was my kids. it just your kids? My kids. And, and I don't want, I don't want, I don't want users to take that the wrong way or not users, listeners to take that the wrong way. Um, it's not that my wife is not impactful. She is, but it's something about visualizing you not being the type of father you want to be for your boys. Mm-hmm. That just, it just got to me you know mm. and um that was the extra kick in the pants that I needed and one I guess one one comparison between those two weight loss journeys if mm-hmm. you will um I had a finish line for the first one which was our, our wedding day sure so it was like I'm, I'm gonna try to lose as much weight as I can look good for the wedding right then after that what are you doing right now <laughs> mentally the, you you've you've already you're done yeah yeah but now if if the fa- family dynamic is the focus, well, that's going to go on beyond July 25th, Absolutely. you know? So Absolutely. that, that kind of encourages me to, to make this a lifestyle. Right. Right. Um, right. so yeah, so that, that's the compare and con- contrast the two. And it, it's weird because I never thought I'd be here, but, um, I'm think I even think back to last night at the wedding that I, I to, just so listeners will know, um, right now what I do is Monday through Friday, I'm very strict on what I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, virtually no sugar, nothing fried, ton of vegetables, and a gallon of water a day. That was a tip from Walker, by the way. Thank you. No problem. Um, I, and it's been rough, but I don't end the day without making sure I've got exactly the gallon of water. It's made for some rough nights, but... <laughs> so, hey, listen, I, for someone who already does it, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But, but it's funny. I, I was at the reception last night, and... Um, I was like, you know, this is the weekend, so the weekend I usually eat whatever. But as I'm as I'm surveying what the what the available food is, I'm still thinking about my family, right? I'm still thinking wow, about the impact yeah, that I yeah, that I want to have. Yeah. And so, I'll, I'll I'm gonna step outside of what I normally eat 
but maybe that piece of chicken I'm gonna just cut in half. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, then yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I got some salad on there, and the dressing we're just gonna give it a half second rule. You know, <laughs> meaning when you apply it, just sure, half sure, a second, sure, and then sure, get, get that spoon sure, out of there. Sure. And then it's just it's just like I, I don't know. It's like it's I feel like it's it's sunk in a little bit now. Like again, there's a purpose behind it. You know? In other words, you're actually thinking about what you're consuming at this point, right? Whereas right. before, you wouldn't really give much thought. Seafood, to it. eat food. There you go. Right. Yeah. And so my my cheat weekends, I call them, aren't really cheat weekends because I'm still conscious. Now, one one of my vices uh, are cheeses, and so um, I've I, I found these 100 calorie packs, right? Mm-hmm. So I buy two of those every week. Okay. One for Saturday, one for Sunday. <laughs> so so, let, it, but it, it gives me my fix. So let me ask you this: for people who have kids, okay. because I think one of the reasons people do end up gaining weight and struggling with their weight is because. It's hard for them. A lot of their energy is devoted to their kids. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So how do you even? You know, this could help men. I know women. The dynamic is so different um, because there's a much there's a higher demand on some women at times. Right. Uh, but how how do you make the time to do what you need to do because you're an, you're an early riser, right? Right, right. So so, so kind of give people an idea of like how do you attack your your activity in a given day? Like do you work out in the evenings, mornings right. before the kids wake up? Like what do you do? Okay, so I'm I'm usually not usually, but if I'm going to work out Walker just the way our schedule set up, it's got to mm-hmm. be early. It's got to be before the family gets up. 5 gotcha. minutes is my workout time. Gotcha. Um I get up anywhere between 4 and 4:15. Mm-hmm. What's what's good about that is um, with two young children, they're they're in the bed earlier than than you know my wife and I as adults would like to go to bed. Right. So um, the good thing about that is once they get to bed, unless there's anything my wife and I gotta gotta handle, I'm usually right behind them. Okay. So I'm able to get. I try to get six hours. I know I need more than that, but that's the that's the goal. That's the minimum. Right. So yeah. Right. I want to. I want to get seven. I'm gonna get seven one day, um, but yeah. So so I I, I I get up get up at four or something to make a, make it to the gym by five o'clock a.m. Mm-hmm. Work out for an hour sometimes hour fifteen minutes depending on what's going on that day. That still gives me enough time to get back help out in the morning. You know mm-hmm. get get lunches packed and help get the kids out. So yeah yeah okay. It's a struggle though. Like the the mor- the mornings go by so fast. But yeah you, and and there's some mornings I think. I could I could stay here and sleep till six, and still still be able to you know well, augment the family dynamic. But that, I don't know if that that really helps anything at this point. I've seen people actually do cool stuff with their kids, like introduce them to working out. So uh-huh. oftentimes they've tr- you know they'll do stuff with the kids, and it's it's like playtime for the kids if you if you're smart That's about good. it. Yeah. I've seen people work out with like like your oldest, yeah, prime candidate. You know what I mean? Like you can Energy work out. Overload. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like in other words, they're engaged, so you don't have to watch them. Right. You know, it's just it's so many ways I've seen people figure out how to, and basically you're teaching him at an early age the importance of being active. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing I've seen people do with their kids as well. Like if they're if they're up when they're up, then hey, 
come down here. We're going to do this. Da 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 da. da. So yeah. yeah. And and even even for the mornings I do go to the Y. I've seen parents do that. Yeah. You know uh, how how their kids are up at five a.m. But I don't know. But hey, some I, kids, I see some, some kids I see are early risers. Right. I, I was some an early riser. Were you really? So, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's it a good idea, though. It was. I don't understand why I did that <laughs> in my adult years. So I yeah. don't get it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you can you can leverage that to to get them. Act- I mean, it's almost like killing two birds with one stone. Like right. you're you're keeping them active and you're getting the workouts you need to get done. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just a little little friendly advice there. I'll take that. Uh, but no, I think your story, dude, is is. Awesome, like you, sh- like those who know Gatry, who if you haven't seen him, he looks amazing. Thanks, um, man. He looks great, uh, and he he sent me the picture of how he looked in in the tux, and I was like, dude, this is exactly what I've been trying to get you to understand. <laughs> like basically, Gatry, tell him how hard headed I am. <laughs> listen, Gatry is convinced he looks good in trash bags. Like he wants it big and fluffy. I'm like, dude, will you stop? You look. You you don't look like you've lost weight right. when you wear bigger clothes. Like and and I think oftentimes with with, with guys we got to get out of our head because we think slim fit means tight. Preach. It's only tight if it's not your size. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. The key is finding it's your size. To grasp though. You gotta. But, it, but and again, it's change. Right. And again, you know, in order to experience something different, you got to do something different. There you go. You know what I mean. There so. And I, and I was actually complimenting my father-in-law today because I saw him like he was he was dressed nice. But I was telling him, I was like, man, you look great. I was like, I'm impressed with you because I'm I would be hard pressed to find another male your age range who will wear jeans this fitted. Wow. You know what I mean? Like and he he just basically said it like, listen, when you're secure with yourself and you know who you are, it don't matter about that when you free. In your head, you free to try different things and do different things, and that's the whole key is just being secure in who you are, man. But I'm glad that you're willing to, you know, granted you didn't have much choice, but (laughs) but I mean, you mentioned how uncomfortable, and usually you will feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean when you try something different. Like when I had to when I had to break away with my bootcut jeans. Uh, Now you can give me money. To put on boot cut jeans, right? Now. You know right. what I mean. Now I want them fitted. I want them slim fit or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean. So it's just it's just different. Gotcha. It's just different. But I commend you. Thanks, man. And I think you have. And I asked about your motivation because I tell people what you have to find something that drives you and motivates you, and use it. Don't be ashamed of it. For me, I'm vain, so I use my vanity to my advantage. Like I like how I look and fit in certain clothes or whatever. Right. And because of my build. It's, it's funny, like, years ago before we introduced the fitted look to people, uh-huh. we used to wear our clothes looser. Right. So, it really wasn't a push on me to, to be fit, if that makes sense. Right. But I have bigger legs, bigger thighs, because I'm an athlete, okay. you know, former athlete. Like, I used to run, do all this types of stuff. So, my lower body was developed more than my upper body. Uh, so, when you're wearing these skinnier or slim pants, it shows in your, your thighs and whatever. So, I have to be conscious. Even though I'm a small guy, I have to be conscious of that and be keep myself in shape. Like, right. I can't 
Like people be like, you can afford to gain a few, you know, and I probably could, but then I would look funny because I'm not the tallest person in the world, right? Uh, I'm right. not even, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little shorty. Yeah. So I don't want to look stumpy, if that makes sense. Yes. So I yes. have, even me, I have to be mindful of that. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm wearing my pants and I'm wearing these different types of things, it could be kind of like uncomfortable, but I have to find out what fits. Like I was telling my wife, like my my wife can't stand like this whole craze that we're doing with like uh, track pants and how they're really fitted. You oh, see okay. it a lot with Adidas. Uh, people like the joggers, like the joggers, been kind of like the little, you know, the little Adidas with the stripe, the pants with the stripe on the side. Yeah, uh, those. Yeah, so some of like they make those and really fitted. Oh. And my wife was like, "That's gross." Like, who, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it it, it helps I to have side with her there, <laughs> right? So. Again, you you have to be smart. Yeah, you you can be free in who you are, secure in who you are, but you know you always your second opinion should be that of a female. Right. You right. know what I mean. The ladies are here to keep us straight. You know what I mean because they have to look at us. Yes. Right? So, you know, but at the same time, be open to trying different looks and whatnot. Yeah. So, but it starts for me. It starts with being in shape and being fit in, so that you can wear this type of stuff. It starts there. You're right. The, about the, that. the more what was frustrating to me was. Not being really big, but not being small enough. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of just out there. You know what I mean? So that was my motivation. And as long as that's my motivation, I'm just using it. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't have kids yet, so I don't have that drive. So I'm just using what I got. I got a home, another homeboy. I'm trying to get him to find another motivation because he (laughs) likes to talk trash when he in the gym. Oh, word. So that's his motivation. I'm like, you know. Yes, we can use that for now, but I want—I don't want you to injure yourself trying to prove yourself to somebody. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like you need to find we're, a we're better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, but like I said, man, I'm proud of you, dude. Uh, Thanks, Walker. I'm proud of you for that, and because uh, I remember you used to do CrossFit. Oh my god! I'm so glad you stopped. To be quite honest with you, because I don't know anyone who's done CrossFit. Uh, for any length of time and didn't injure themselves. Yeah, and and Walker, I'm, I'm not gonna bash CrossFit. And I, it was funny. I was talking about this to one of the groomsmen yesterday. Um, I think CrossFit is an excellent form of exercise. Sure. But as we've, as you've mentioned on the podcast before about sports being a young man's game or a mm-hmm. young person's game, absolutely. I think CrossFit is no different. Gotcha. If you're if you're in your in your late teens, if any part of your twenties. Crossfit it out because I feel like physically you're still in that invincible phase, right? Sure. So, um, I think I think Crossfit really is for the, for that age range. Mm-hmm. I think once you start getting into your thirties, especially your mid thirties, I'm speaking from experience. I think that's when you start to see the appeal of Crossfit decrease a lot. And I did Crossfit for three years. Never appealed to me. Okay. Well, I did I did Crossfit for three years, and of course. Um, in our class settings, I would gravitate more to people who are around my age. Gotcha. And then I fast forward to now, and a very low percentage of them are still doing CrossFit. Right. You know, right. because of, and I know with me, there was a point where I was spending more time in, in physical therapy than I was actually exercising in CrossFit. Wow. And it was counterproductive, especially wow. at the rate of which you pay for CrossFit. So, um, oh, yeah, that's, that's not free either. No, my goodness. I, I'm, I'm not bashing it. Um, but it's just it's just not for me. 
So yeah. I knew. I, I think I went to the gym with my wife because my wife actually introduced working out to me. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Like, dude, I, I felt, and again, like you, you said it perfectly. When you was in your twenties, you felt like you were invincible. Yeah. So I felt like I could eat anything and get away with it because <laughs> all of my life I could do that. Right. Right. But once I started working in corporate America and I'm sitting all day, Oof. snacking all day. Yeah. You know what so I mean? Like it begins to catch like your body and your your body changes. Your body. What happens is your body adjusts right. to what you're doing. Yes. And so as I got closer to 30, I was like, mm, I'm not shaking these burgers and fries off like I used. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. and so, you know, and my, like, once I met my wife, she was like steadily working out. And, and again, it helps to have someone in your household who encourages that. Yes. Um, so she introduced working out to me. And I remember going to the gym with her, and I remember doing body pump. We went to. Uh, I remember. You, yeah, I remember you used to talk about that. Dude, yeah. we went to body pump with her, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm in here with women. I'm like, yeah, I'm finna kill this. I'm yeah. finna show them how it's done, right? What I didn't realize is that even though I had a heavier weight and could lift it, I didn't realize the number of reps they do in body <laughs> pump, right? So when you do a lot of reps, you lower your weight, absolutely, right? So I'm in body pump, hurting, yeah, and that was when I realized. You know what? That's when it's important to pace yourself. That's when it's important to, if you burn out, you, you burn out. You're right. done. It's, I'm not trying to compete with, I'm only competing with myself. There so at go. this point, I'm trying to, the next time I'm out, I'm trying to do a little bit more. Right. I don't care what the next person to my, and that's something as guys, we got to get out of our head. You know what I mean? I could care less. See, a lot of people we see in the gym who are lifting, man, they've probably been lifting that way for years. Exactly. They, they didn't probably, yeah, yesterday. they didn't just start off. You know what I mean? They had a starting point too. So, and once I learned that and I looked at CrossFit, I was like, nope. <laughs> and, that, and, and I got it early so that I see something like that. I'm like, your race is your race. I'm not competing with you. Right. I really can't do one more rep. You know what I mean? There you go. Like, I, I can, but you're not going to be there with me when I try to, you know, put on my shirt right. in the morning. You know oh what I mean? <laughs> and that, that's the thing. And I guess I, I've, I'm kind of conflicted on this because I do believe soreness means you've done something. Mm-hmm. But with CrossFit, it is a constant soreness. I, I'm not against shocking your body. Right. I shock my body. But there's shock and there's on the brink of injury. Right. You're, you're, I don't want to live there. Oh. Because here's the thing. It's like you said, what's frustrating is not being able to work out and still having to, at least I have the benefit of being able to negate something that I ate that was bad, right? right? right. I can just hit the treadmill, but if I'm injured, <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so you got to protect yourself. And, and, um, I guess one last thing I'll say about CrossFit for me, it, cause I thought about it when you said it, when I, when I started doing CrossFit, I mean, I, I lost 30 pounds in like four months, like, mm. cause it was such a shock to my mm-hmm. body. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I believe what happened with that is for some kind of reason, I bought into the notion of, man, I'm actually ki- absolutely killing it for an hour and some time every day. I was going five days a week. Mm-hmm. I can eat whatever I want to mm. because the calorie deficit I'm creating by doing CrossFit is exponential. So. You know, yeah, yeah. Make that a large shake, Chick Fil A. You know, stop playing with me. I did CrossFit this, and then <laughs> then my gains or my losses technically started mm. to slow down. I'm like, hold on, 
I can't I can't go out here and eat recklessly even though I'm doing CrossFit. That was that was a big that was a big like roadblock for me or or speed bump if you will for me. Mm-hmm. And um and on top of that I was getting hurt like crazy. So right yeah. right right. So no that's that's do you do you agree with uh, fat shaming people? I don't. And and the only reason I say this Walker is because um. Me being fat for the majority of my life, I consider I, I say I've been fat. Um, I have. I've been, yeah. Anyway, what what people aren't considerate of, and I just think that's where we are as a society right now, and I hate it. But I don't think people choose to be fat, right? Okay. I believe there's a set of cir- a set of circumstances that lead people to that. Right. Right. So you, you you don't choose the end result. You just choose the decision in the moment. Right. 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 So, and 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 I'll I'll offer I'll offer my struggle with uh with eating. Um, well, one thing one thing that I had to kind of find out as I matured is that the comfort that I thought I was getting from eating mm-hmm. wasn't really a comfort. You know, like, because people say this comfort food thing and, you know, um, just eat it and it'll make you feel better, right? (laughs) It does. Yeah. Temporarily. Um, And and I was, I was, I used food as as my excuse to run away from some certain issues too. Hmm. Um, But it's not, it's not like I was like, I'm going to do this to see how fat I can get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what, that's what I think as, as a society People need to be more cognizant of and more understanding understanding about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a nutshell, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not with the fat shaming thing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all got struggles, right? You know. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, overeating or being obese is just some somebody's struggle in general. Gotcha. What What do you think about it? Um, I think fat shaming is a way to motivate people. I don't think it's the most effective or it's the most beneficial to the person because what I'm, what I see is that you can actually fat shame someone and encourage them to start working out and start eating better. But what you probably didn't do or what probably what you did as a negative result of that is tear them down emotionally and psychologically. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, Best case scenario, you've you've insulted me to the point of where I got to do something about it. But at the same time, I may end up suffering from poor self-image because I now see myself as this, whatever it is you just insinuated about me. Right. It's why sometimes I think you see some people who, um, who don't even look like they're overweight, but they're acting as though... You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. I just I actually thought of a person as you were saying. That. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because oftentimes physically there's a change, but on the inside there isn't. Right. And and I think I think there's more effective ways to encourage and build people up that will motivate them to go to the gym rather than just tearing them down to sort of build them up. Because sometimes they never build themselves up the way you think they should. That's true, Walker. And. And, and, and I'll just go back. When, when, when I started CrossFit, the first day, they, they weighed you and they took all your me- measurements, right? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, dude. I, I weighed in, a, I think it was like 316 pounds, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was just I was just all the way off the chain. Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I'm a little taller, so, you know, a 316 on me is not going to look like 316 on me. On me. I st- right. I still had gut hanging over my belt. Sure. Know? So, sure. Um, but one thing, one thing I think that was good, because I, I think around that time, I had started kind of fat shaming myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I can say that was great about CrossFit is the community Sure. Like, there may have been people there that... I think that's what you were hooked to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I went there more for the community right. than I did for the workout. Right. Um, but I think there are people there who may inwardly think, you know, oh, Ryan's, Ryan's a fat guy. You know, but they're not going to tell you that. Right. Everyone is there to encourage you. Right. Right? So, right. I, I think that could be... I think the CrossFit community could kind of bring their own impact to fat shaming, you know, by... By acknowledging that it exists and presenting better about what they do to kind of sure. combat that, sure, absolutely, because it, it worked for me, you know. And and it's it's just kind of it's a delicate situation in how you handle it. Like basically, I told like my wife had we we made an agreement. The moment one of us get off, we're gonna let the person know. See, and I, I'm trying to get there with mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the moment we like, if I get off, like tell me, like babe, tell me if I'm getting, you know. Whatever, and she'll she'll let me know. She'd be like, "Okay, babe, um, I'm seeing you in these clothes. I know you like your clothes. That's why I need my wife to tell me. You know what I'm saying? And so she'll tell me, and I'll tell her. And here's the thing: is like I, and it's even when even when I talk to her, I'm always telling her she's beautiful because I'm attracted to her. Right? It doesn't mean I'm not attracted to you, but I know how she is, and I'm like, "All right, sweetheart, um, you got a birthday coming up. Yes." You know how you have, you want to look a certain way by your birthday. You want to be able to wear this or do this or do that. When I, you're not on really on pace to do that. And I don't want you to be frustrated with yourself, angry at yourself, this, that, and the other. So let's, let's, let's pick this up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and that's not me saying, God, look at you. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's a, not. There's it, a delicate art in doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, I, and I think what it is, is just you. It comes with understanding a person and knowing what makes them tick. If I can speak to that and get that, just like my wife would do with me, like, hey, you know how you want to look in your clothes. You know mm. how you just that and other. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And so now she didn't, she's already got me focused again. Right. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now conscious of it. I've lost, I lost focus, but now I'm back focused. There you go. Versus tearing a person down in hopes that you motivate them somehow. And I don't think that always works that way. I think we all can, I mean, it's accountability, essentially what it is, right? Basically. Um, I think we all can benefit from that. Um, yeah. it, you know, if, you, if you're not in a situation where you have a spouse, it, at least have somebody close enough to you that you trust with that information who, yeah. will, who will please you inside and be like, look, dude, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I honestly, honestly, I wish I had more, more of that. Oh, I got so. it. I got it. Like my dad, oh my gosh. I remember when I had put on some weight yeah. a few years back, my dad was like, Getting kind of wide, ain't you? <laughs> and that's he just not, hit you with. And yeah, but you know, like dudes from the hood, dudes from back in the day. That's what, that's what they said. That was accountability to right. them. Like you know what I mean? Because that can even hurt people. But I was, I was like, whatever, Dad. Right. But it stuck with me. Like, all right, now he's saying it. I got something for him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So even even with that, like you got people who are gonna be like, hey, uh, getting a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just you just got to know where it's coming from and know what it is. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And and I, and I feel like when you talk about fat shaming, I always go to the extreme of that. But it's just knowing how to talk to people. 
It's knowing how it's to. It's knowing how. It's basically like a coach, like the coach in the NBA, right? You're not going to curse these players out, no, right? No. You're not going to talk to them you like you would in college, <laughs> right? Right. But these men, like, it's an art form to motivating them to play their best ball. There you you go. know what I mean? So, and I think a lot of it is kind of like this, where you just you understand how to motivate people. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, great question though. Um, if I might add. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, congrats again. Thank you. And um, you got an extra accountability partner in me. Thank you, man. And what you're doing is encouraging me as well. So don't that, think that means even more side. to me. Yeah. All jokes yeah. aside. Yeah. Dope. So uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, your your president. Trump. You want go? You want jump into Don real quick? Jump into the Don. Well, and. I think our listeners by Teflon now. Teflon Don. Teflon Don. Hey. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That's that real. Um, <laughs> our listeners know now kind of like the feeling we share about this. So considering that, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But I do I do want to bring up, and I'm not even going to really formally call it what the media has been calling it. But this whole uh, birthright or national nationalized birthright deal, right? Um, to give, to give you a little bit of background, Trump is challenging the notion that, uh, immigrants or people not from this country shouldn't be able to come here, have kids and the kid be an American citizen. Um, it's getting, it's gotten a lot of heat recently and immigrants such as Mexicans. Okay. You know, because because I mean, we use because we use these vague terms, so I just right, want you to I land. Like, I just I got to turn the PC down just a little bit, don't I? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just uh, call it for we're, what it is. We're, we're going at we're going after it. Um, Trump is, in in my opinion, directly attacking uh, Mex- Mexicans that come here, uh, as he claims it to uh, legally have children, and then the children are citizens. So, what what the issue is with this whole notion for me is. Dude, that practice is constitutional, right? Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it, but the Constitution pretty much says, if you're born here in America, you are an American, right? Mm-hmm. So it the the part the part where this really kind of tugs at my heartstrings a little bit is, you can make a case that my two sisters and myself fall into this this targeted targeted area for Trump. Again, uh, my mother is not a citizen of the United States. My mother is, uh, she's from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has not gotten her citizenship. She's gotten all the documentation that allows her to be productive here, you know, in the U.S. But, um, you know, when she had me, she didn't even have that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she, came, she came over here to go to school, so she had a student visa and um, end up, ended up getting offered a job here and just kind of stayed here. Back then, we're talking early 80s. It wasn't like now to where you have to have, you know, you have to show employers all this information about, you know, are you here legally or not? Right, you know, so. Right, right. And I guess my mom being from Bahamas is it's just not often you see somebody come over here and try to, you know, work the system as, as Trump likes to say. Right. So, um, you know, and, and here in the media steam that this has been generating, I'm, it it took me, it took me, uh, it took me aback because I was like, Goodness, 
He's talking about me. <laughs> now, my dad's mm-hmm. from here. You know, my dad, my dad grew up in Mobile, so I don't know if we're outliers considering that, but I, I have so much compassion for, you know, Mexicans in general for trying to get here and get a better life for their families, right? right. I, think, I think we as humans alone deserve that. Mm-hmm. At least the opportunity. Now, if you squander it, that's on you. Right. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, Walker. Uh, not much more to give there. It, it's just this is another one of my rants, I guess, because I just want to say I don't like it. You know okay. what I'm saying? And it's it's not it's not fair to the people. I don't think. I don't think you're alone. Okay. In saying that. Um, I you know it's just interesting. It's interesting <laughs> to see. As a black man, it's interesting to see this administration treat a group worse than they treat black people. Come on, man. It's just kind of, it's just interesting to see because usually we usually have been the bottom feeders when it comes to stuff like this. Now, granted, the the Trump administration, I I personally don't think it's been beneficial to the black community. Uh, And I think a lot of people would agree with me there. Uh, Herschel Walker just texted me. He does not agree with you. I bet he doesn't. <laughs> I bet he doesn't. Um, but because usually with Trump, what I've seen him do is I've seen him try to campaign or or pander to the black community. You know, throwing out like you know throwing out stats about black unemployment is the lowest it's ever been, and you should vote for Trump and. He's trying Blah. to appeal to 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 the black community, right? Right. Right. He is essentially giving Mexicans and Latinos and Hispanics his behind the kiss, in terms of like his policy and in terms of the things that he's right. Going. He's he's like, eh. <laughs> if we can get these darkies over here to vote for me, <laughs> let's just call it. Let's just, right. Yeah. Yeah. If we can get them to vote for me. I'm good. That's all a minority. That I need. Jeez. Everyone else, good luck. Right? Right. Like, and, and it, it's almost this thing like, you know, y'all really ain't American. I don't care what you say. <laughs> right? Even though we're a land of immigrants. Come on. Y'all are not Americans. We really don't want these black people over here, but we, some things I guess we can't ignore historically. <laughs> <laughs> We, so, did, we did kind of do them dirty, so uh, we can overlook we them. We want to keep them here to take advantage of them. <laughs> right? right? Y'all? No. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just so it's just interesting to see how this plays out. It's just interesting to see how he treats different groups uh, of people. So, and I, again, I'm not saying it because I agree with it. It's just interesting to see. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just interesting to see. Have you been following this um, this Twitter back and forth with him and Gillum? Excuse me, Andrew Gillum. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, what I what I hope to be the next governor of Florida. I'm I'm gonna claim that as well. Um, I've been seeing it, and again, it's why I gave Gillum, and I may end up giving him another shout out in another week or so. We could shout this man out every week. I, think. I know it. Um, dude, he's just been a class act. Yeah. He's just been a class act. Just even in his, his clapbacks have been really good. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. 
and 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 yeah, I've been seeing. I don't. I haven't seen anything recent, but I know early in the week that that Trump was was. They're calling him a thief and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Ah. But again, it's hey, a hit dog will holler. If, if you got to do that, then it's obvious. I'll put it this way. If Gillum was down by a lot, Trump doesn't Trump tweet wouldn't be that. Saying he wouldn't tweet that. Come on. Clearly, it's a sign that you're a little concerned. Right. So, you're just trying to turn up the heat. And, th- and you can say anything. If you can say that I can shoot any of my supporters in the street and y'all still vote for me... <laughs> You really feel as though you can say anything. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. why not go out there and call him a thief? It's just... Yeah. I, I, I listened to... Um, man, I can't remember the name of this podcast, but they touch on political... Mm-hmm. The political climate of the, of the United States. And this, this guy just eloquently compared the Obama administration to the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's he said a lot of things that we we all know inherently, but just to hear the way he directly compared the two mm-hmm. with um with the nature of divisiveness being at the forefront, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it, he re, he reminded the listeners like that the president's primary purpose is supposed to be for the people, uniting the people, hence the United States, right? And he just he just went on the show where Trump is just. The Trump administration is just falling so short of that, and it, it was so sad. They're not just, even trying. No, I just it, it's They're not even trying. It, it's it's Bush League right now, you yeah. know, like yeah. Anyway, I'm not, that was more time than I wanted to spend there, but you know, it, we 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 like to we like to you know stay current. So I'm just putting that out there so the listeners know how how teed off I am about it. <laughs> Tell like them they how you feel. right? Tell them how you feel. <laughs> Um, that's all I got, man. Do you, you want to go ahead and, and close out with shout outs and unless you had anything else, that's really what the listeners want. So we might as well go ahead and give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to shout out, um, actually a, I was kind of hoping to do this once we got more of a larger profile. Okay. Um, but I'll shout out a church member, um, uh-huh. of mine. Um, they, this couple has, they have two kids. Their oldest is, I don't know how old she is exactly, but she's, she's like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. I think. And, um, her name is Nyamaya Reese. And she, this girl has published or put out two books. She's, she's an author of two books. Um, the first book is how to deal with and care for your annoying little brother. Mm. You may have seen these books. That, probably the not name of that book sounds really familiar. Does this look familiar? Yes, this is, this is, this is my church member. I know, know her parents. Um, yes. Naima Reese is, is the author of. She's and, a domer. Yeah. My church has domes. That's why he calls us domes. <laughs> so she's also since then have written another book, Bully at School, um, a bully's perspective. Okay. So she wrote a book. It's amazing. On, yeah. So just doing really just, I don't know how, you can only imagine how proud her parents man, are. come on, man. Of her. But yes. just, just doing well, just intelligent, just, just a smart little girl. 
Uh, of course, we know she's going to go on to do big things. But just want to shout out. Uh, we shout out adults, people in running for office and this thing. But let's, you know, we're going to show love to the kids, too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Nehemiah Reese, uh, Nehemiah Reese, she's, uh, she's my, she's my shout out. Okay. Um, my, my shout out is to more of what I would like to call a movement. And I, I thought of this right after we hit the record button, because I'll be honest with the listeners. I, I hadn't really prepared a shout out this week, but, um. You had to tell them that. Well, I, hey, the, the listeners love it when I'm real. I'm giving them the real. Okay. You may not love it. This isn't about you, uh, <laughs> but no. Um, go, going back to the wedding, um, my my cousin is a graduate of Xavier uh, University in Louisiana, um, which is which is where my wife happened to, to attend and graduate from as well. Okay. Uh, Z- Xavier is actually an HBCU. You know, <laughs> they don't get a lot of love for that, but they should. Sure. Um, but their specialty is putting putting their graduates in the fields of medicine. Okay. Right. So um, as I, as I'm sitting at the reception yesterday, uh, the DJ had a special shout out for Xavier alumni. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, was, it was that moment that I realized that my wife knew more people at that wedding than I did. <laughs> mm. But it, it was it was so good to see Xavier is a really small school, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, their, their community is tight knit, but it transcends that campus like. You're talking about, you're talking about a movement that that places you like if you happen to be placed within a certain city for med school or, or something like that, they're gonna make sure you connect with former Xavier Xavier alumni or Xavier not former alumni but Xavier alumni to keep that you know the community feel going. So um, I I just love the pride that their alumni have, but there there was one there was one picture that they all lined up to take. And um, I was talking to my cousin about it, and he was like, "Yeah, doctor, 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 doctor." Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "All from Xavier," and he yeah. was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Man, this place is phenomenal. I, I I hope both of my sons go there. To be honest with you, okay. that that's how impactful I think that uh, that organization or that that university is. So cool. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give Xavier, aka XU, aka Zula, aka that's all I got. <laughs> Shout out to Xavier University, though. Real talk. Sounds like they just got a, just a tight knit community. There. Yeah, and, and I know, I know, I know, there are numerous HBCUs that have that. Sure. But it, it, I was in the midst of it last night, and I just felt that, and I just thought it was something to give a shout out. So cool. Well, let's get to the uh, let's get to these people here. <laughs> um, these other people. Do you do you have a player of the week? I don't. Okay. I'm a I'm a throw you I'm a throw you an alley oop. <laughs> I wanted to do I I'm sorry I wanted to do Herschel again, but not again. But I wanted what to do Herschel. Did he do something recent? He did. He he came out and announced his uh, backing of Kemp <laughs> in the uh, gubernatorial race in Georgia, and okay. so um, I, I I'm not I'm not going to make him my official POW because. Why not? Because I, I haven't really I haven't really done my due diligence on Kemp, um, outside of the whole uh, user use it or lose it vote thing that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to give Herschel that that nickname that I don't like to use on wax that you love to that you use freely. <laughs> it starts with the letter C. <laughs> Champion. No. <laughs> 
rhymes with moonin. <laughs> I don't I know. use that word that much. Yes, dude. No, I don't. I don't know if you use it on wax, but dude, you're liberally throwing that term around. No, I don't. Okay, use it more than I do. You never use it. Touche. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, but I was like, I don't know if that's fair because I don't, I can't, I don't have enough of a basis to go in on Kemp. And, and unlike the Florida gubernatorial race, Kemp hasn't hasn't really done anything to Abrams, you know, or you know, <laughs> or convicted Abrams of monkeying anything up. So it's like, even though Kemp is a Republican uh, candidate, I'm really thin on what I can go. I'm sure there's some stuff out there if I had time to look for it. But I mean, well, did Herschel say anything? Beyond just giving his endorsement of support, no, he of did. Him. He did not from not from the article I read. But. Well, who you choose to support, that's your business. Exactly. As, as long as it's you know that's his business. I, and I just because and you know how I feel about politics in general, whatever. But if if you know he, that's his right. If he wants to, you know what I mean. I don't feel like you are necessarily an enemy of. Of black people, if you endorse Kemp okay. or want to vote for him, I, I I think I would be more interested in asking why. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And see, it's reasons like that I can't officially give him that. So yeah, just forget yeah. what I said. Yeah. I, I may edit that out. So no, we don't have a. So you. So in other words, you don't nothing. have a player. You got for, Forgive me, Walker. All right. So here, here are my player of the week. Okay. Here are people who played themselves this past week. All right. I was trying to figure out which one I was going to pick, but I was like, let's just do them both. Right, so I'm gonna throw like I'm gonna give you opportunity to chime in on this particular one because okay. you know this person, uh, <laughs> Kanye West is. I've what, never heard of him. Can you tell me more about this individual? Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so Kanye West has played himself this past week, right? Okay. So you do recall this past week he came out and announced that he's done with politics. I missed that. Oh, all right. I'm so, sure you find that as a shocker. So, I know, like I said, I know you've been done with Kanye West until he releases music. I'm, I'm going to be back with him in a few weeks when Gan, uh, Yandi. 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 Yes. Uh, it's okay. Okay. Uh, my, th- my, my, my take on Kanye was a little different. From yours, I was I was not interested in I'm not interested in Kanye the creator at this point. I am more concerned about Kanye the person, and that was kind of my take a few weeks back when we discussed him visiting the White House. Right, right. I just know from me, Gat. I think you can attest to this too that when I'm off, it has a way of affecting everything that I do. Okay. If I'm off, my work's going to be off. How I relate to my wife's going to be off. Right. If I'm truly off. You're going to know it. Those okay. those that know me would know that something's wrong. And if I need to take some time to get my affairs in order or whatever, that's why when you have a major life event, you take time away to deal with those. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you know, whether it's health reasons, whatever, you take time to focus on you so that you can be productive. There you go. I just don't feel like Kanye has done that. And so until I see him, because just, just because of how – he has basically publicly displayed bipolarism, like yeah. just in a nutshell. Like he's here one day, he's over here the next day. And it just, it shows. And his music, his album just was that. And so for me, 
I'm just not interested in, 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 in anything creative until I see him in a better space. Okay. Once he's in a better space, then yeah, let's talk music. Let's talk all of that. But until then, I'm, I'm not really interested. Uh, I'm not really interested in, in, in anything Kanye is doing musically or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me about the album and I'll listen just like, you know, but I'm he's actually planning a special recording just to focus on the album. Okay. Not serious. Not serious, by the way. He's going to do it by himself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, he tweets that Kanye basically tweeted that he's distancing himself from politics. And one of the major reasons that he cited is that he felt like he's being used um, by, uh, yeah, he, he feels the media, like, right? Well, no, not the media. He, he felt like he's being, he's being, uh, taken advantage of by, I think what happened is that there was an issue with, um, Candace Owens, him and Candace Owens. I think Candace work was work either was working with Kanye or, they made it seem like he was involved in the design of some t-shirts that she was using or selling. Uh, okay. Okay. And I don't think Kanye liked that. Cause I don't know how, I don't think he was involved at all. Okay. Right. Yeah. And you know, they've been kind of buddy, buddy. Right. Um, in the past year or so, uh, once he shouted her out and tweet and, and they met up and whatever. Yeah, she went. So I think Kanye began to distance himself or he's saying he's going to distance himself from politics and work on being creative moving forward. Okay. Right? He didn't really go at Trump per se, but he's just getting away from the whole politics thing. Okay. And to that, I, you know, I think everyone collectively, when he said he, you know, he, he's being used, I think we all collectively said, uh, duh, Kanye. <laughs> like, obviously. You know what I mean? And to right. me, it's just, we knew we knew Kanye's credibility was lacking just because of the bipolarism. Like, you're saying one thing one moment, and the next thing you're you're apologizing for how it made people feel to wear the MAGA hat. And then a few weeks later, boom, here's the MAGA hat. So is is we already know your credibility is shot. But I wanted to highlight Kanye in this because... We need to always understand, and it kind of goes back to previous points I've made about politics, right? Mm -hmm. It's a favor for a favor. And if I don't understand that, I play into uh, what I call an ethical form of politics, whether I'm getting something for nothing. In other words, I'm taking advantage of people's ignorance who engage politics to get something for me, but not necessarily have to do something for you. So I'm not against people meeting up with the president and taking a photo with him. I'm really not. Just be sure you understand what it is they're trying to do and you leverage that to get something done in your favor. Like if you can get Donald Trump to cut a check for some of these programs or schools in Chicago that you claim that you're trying to work towards, I'm not mad at you. For meeting with the president. I'm not. You can take as many photos as you want, but those kids in Chicago are going to benefit from it. I don't care about that. Okay. But when you play yourself, when you do that, not realizing that they're using you for something as well, you really walked into the White House thinking Donald Trump 
was going to embrace you with open arms <laughs> and love you just because you said y'all have this same dragon energy. Uh, whatever it is y'all say y'all is, have. Is that what they really said? That's what he said. I forget. I think he called it dragon energy or whatever. Like he he went in there and basically just bootlicked for Trump. Said he loved him, all this types of thing. And what's so interesting is Trump never said he loved him back. Of course. Of course not. So in that in that example, uh, Trump is keeping it one hundred. <laughs> I, I like how you say it with slang yet so proper. I had <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so but my but that's why I feel like Ye played himself is because he really feels like these people like him and care about him. This is the same this is the this is a tried and true method that presidents have been doing. It didn't start with Trump. I know we get mad at all these presidents using photo ops and doing these things with celebrities. I think presidents have been meeting with celebrities for years. Just my it's, personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have. It generates influence or absolutely. Or at least a it of shows that I hey the people like them. Hey, look who I'm rubbing shoulders with. Fact. Trump's right. didn't start this. We just don't. People just don't like Trump, so they don't like it when someone they love meets with Trump. Gotcha. Let's be honest. Yeah. We yeah. don't want you to meet with him because we don't like him. Right. Right. If this is politics, he's gonna get something. You better get something. There you go. Kanye got nothing, and now he <laughs> feels used. And to that, we say, we many people say we told you so. So is, that's 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 one of my player of the week. Is this a sunken of, or excuse me? Is this a side effect of the sunken place? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Again, I just want Kanye to work on himself because I just I, again, this is one of those things to where. We want our celebrities to use their platform to help build up the community and do things positive. Sure. And to and to that, I say it's always a bonus when they do it. But it's a it's a slippery slope when we we look to them to be the only voices for the community at times, or when we put heavy emphasis on those people. I granted, yes, they have a high pla- they have a platform for it. But there's so many other people out here who are much more intelligent, who can speak to these Abs- issues, absolutely. who should be in these meetings with the president, who should be up front speaking on behalf of the community, who can say it more intelligently, who don't have to come back and correct something they said because they don't know what they're talking about. I feel like when it comes to these points, I feel like these celebrities like a Kanye West should leverage their celebrity to introduce people to the president that the president otherwise wouldn't even know about. Uh, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But when you go in it just dolo, like Kanye, with all, it, it, just, it was just a setup from the jump with all the photos and all that. It was just a joke. So to hear Kanye say, I'm feeling like I'm being used, <laughs> we told you so, Kanye. Right. So, yes. The first nominee for play, I didn't know if you had anything else to say about that. No, Kanye. that's, I mean... Uh, my, you, you make me feel a lot less compassionate <laughs> about my approach to Kanye, though. But it was just only a matter of time. Again, it's you got to wait these types of people out because they're all over the place. No, no. My my thing is like I'm waiting on creative Kanye, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel like I'm not concerned about human Kanye. To me, I feel like human Kanye is. I, 
I just I don't believe he's going to put together a great project that I would like just because he's all over the place. You're entitled to that talk. Okay. I just know when Donda was here and he had an anchor in his life, he was pretty stable and so was his music. He needs, yeah. he needs therapy. Okay. I'm not against therapy. No, I just, not, want, I just want Kanye I just... to make himself a priority for once. Okay. That's I, I love the way you put that. I, I don't care about music. Because here's the thing. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for you. You got you got kids looking up to you. You there got you a go. wife who needs you. There you, you, go. you. You know what I mean? You you got to be there for them if no one else. Right. I just want him to get himself together. That's all. So the next player of the week, this is a group effort here. This is a this <laughs> is a uh, this is a family. You are probably out of the loop, so I'm gonna have to catch you up. Um, some of our listeners may know about this. You familiar with Doctor Phil? Yeah. Yeah. It was about a week or so ago. Dr. Phil had a guest. Oh, Walker, you're going to go here? Yeah. He had a guest on his uh, show um, by the name of Treasure Richards. Okay? She was on there with her mother, um, which is Monique, played by Monique Richards. <laughs> See where I'm going with this. Yes. <laughs> and I think her uncle, who was also played by... Kendall Richards and Treasure was identifying herself as a white person. Yes. Very familiar with this. Nothing wrong with being white. Right? Right. If you identify with being white, yes, we will side eye you. (laughs) But hey, okay, fine. But it wasn't just regular, you know, white. Right? Right. It was bigoted white. It was race, racial, like racist white. Absolutely. White supremacy white. Build the wall white. MAGA white. MAGA white, right? Um, the things that she said, I'm not going to go into it, but she said very inflammatory things about the black community. Right. Right? That was the whole story. They were concerned about her and they wanted to bring her to Dr. Phil so he could fix her. Right, right. Right? Well, I saw that story when it came out and I ignored it. (laughs) Okay? Okay. So why am I coming back around to it a week later? Not because I had a change of heart or because I had to think about it more. No. Nina Richards who I think is the sister of Treasure? Yes. I think it's the sister of Treasure. Nina Richards, and this is actually in a few stories like Essence. This is coming out. She's saying that this whole story was a hoax. She's blowing the whistle on her family. Walk, are you serious? That's why we're picking this back up. Uh, yes. So, yes. So she is the sister. Nina Richards is the sister. So she's Monique's daughter, older daughter. And she's basically saying, this is fake. This is just a disgusting attempt to get a trip out to California. Come on, man. 
and to be some type of meme or to go viral. She blew the whistle on that. Now, I don't know how true any of this is. Oh my goodness, man. But I want to speak to this. And the reason why, reason why they're my player of the week is, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because something we don't talk a lot about is self-hatred. Okay. Particularly within the black community. Okay? I'm going to get to Dr. Phil in a minute. Because, <laughs> again, this is a group effort. Okay. What disturbs me the most about this is when was the last time you saw on a talk show or anywhere where they prompted up a Jewish person to say make anti-Semitic comments about their own people? Do you recall the last time you've seen that or I heard can, about I it? I can't say that I've ever heard. No. Like, even the notion of that doesn't even seem yeah, you kosher. Haven't. Yeah, you, you haven't. So, let me ask, let's go here. Have you seen any Asian people? Oh, definitely not. Oh, no. Right. Okay. I say that no emphatically. What about the LGBTQ not community? Have you not seen them walk someone up who they believe that they're gay, but they hate being gay? Not, they, a, they not a chance. They hate the community. They think gay people are dumb. They think all these things along the lines of what old treasures was saying. No, no chance. No chance, right? Right. Okay. Why is it that they can find us to do that to to our all to us, right? How come you can just recruit people to do this, huh? Why is that? Why are we readily available to tear each other down? Now, I'm pretty. You look like you have an answer. I, I don't have an answer. I have a I have a thought or a concern. What's your concern? You're you're alluding to the fact that Dr. Phil's camp kind of set this up. What Nina was saying was that if you go to Treasure's social media, and I don't know what you've done to her social media because I've never looked. Nor will you ever look. Nor will you ever. No, I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not going over there. If you go to her social media page, you can find that she don't hate black people at all. She has black friends. You've even heard her put quotes up that says Black Lives Matter in the past. So to her point, and this is why Doctor, this is why I'm side eyeing Doctor Phil a little bit, is that you have people come to you all the time with stories and whatnot. You have a team of people who should research this to vet out these stories and make sure they're valid. Absolutely. Especially yeah. if you care about being credible. How you manage to overlook this one makes you questionable. Because don't get me wrong, this one hit. You knew about it. I knew about it. It was on social media. It made its way to the, the breakfast club. So They talking about it. Right. A lot of people were talking about it. Yeah. Right? So you knew what you were doing. Oh, you knew you had one. And if it doesn't check out, eh. eh. But my thing is, is why? See, you know, there's no story if you don't have people willing to play along with it. Right, right. That's why they're. That's why my biggest issue is with this family, because and I'm, I'm gonna ask. This is gonna be one of the things I'm gonna start asking when we do these player of the weeks, because we're talking about adults. Treasure's a teenager, granted a troubled teenager, but she's still, still a, a child, yeah. right? 
I'm looking at the mother. I'm looking at the uncle. I'm looking at people who should be providing guidance, being an example, and helping Treasure to be in a, a, a responsible adult. Right. Gatry, who raised these Negroes? <laughs> who raised these people what? to think that this is okay? Who raised these people to teach to teach this girl that self-hatred is profitable? This is the epitome of selling out. When I hurt my own people for personal gain, intentionally, I can see, again, Kanye. Kanye didn't even realize what he was doing. Kanye didn't even know he was being used. Kanye just loved Trump. Right. We have the same dragon energy. Right? Right. In his own little mind. I'm sorry, that dragon energy. That's... Yeah, I'm being very sarcastic. But in his own little mind, he thought that he was doing the right thing. These people know what they're doing, and they're doing it at the expense of others. How many people you think was hurt by her comments? How oh. many people you know was offended by her comments? Oh. Multitudes. And yeah. you did this to get a trip and to go viral? Am I being too harsh, Gatry? You're not. You're not. Listen. There's a passage in the Bible that says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm. Not money, but the, the love, love of, of money. money. That means if I love money more than anything else, if I love it more than myself, my character, my loved ones, that means I'm going to do anything to get it. I'm going to lie, cheat, steal, whatever. And if I manage, if I manage to work it out, to where I actually obtain some fame and some fortune. The Bible clearly says that wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. So it's only short lived. It's only a matter of time before you come crashing down. Right. And for unfortunately for this group, or actually fortunately, depending on how you look at it, they didn't even get far. <laughs> this story went away in a matter of days. Yeah, what was it worth? You sold yourself out. You sold out black people for nothing. And I really hope we get to a place, Gatry. Because yes, you can point back to slavery, but I'll go beyond slavery. Because we is we hear people talk about it that <laughs> quote-unquote colonizers who came over to Africa, they had help getting slaves. Oh, yeah. They had help. They had help. So you got to ask yourself, even back in those days in Africa, how, how were they able to just come back and just get us, just pick black people up? Like, you ever wondered? You never I, wondered that. I, well, so you just got over, you just went over there and just picked black people off and carted them off? Or sad, was there sadly, some involvement? Sadly, that was the extent of my thought. Think about it. Think about it. Sure, they kidnapped people. Sure, right. they right. did some of that. Right. But not all of it was that. How did they how did they get so many? Absolutely. So when we talk about self-hate hmm. within a community, I dare say it goes back further than slavery. And I want us, I pray for the day that we get to a place as a community that we realize that we are exceptional people. When you realize the history of what we've gone through in this country, when you realize 
that we were not allowed to read, that we were not allowed. We were, we were considered three fifths of a human being. That's, oh. And that was supposed to be an upgrade because we weren't even considered that at one point. To go from that to having men and women as CEOs running businesses to have us going to college and graduating at rates that we've never graduated before. We had a black president what for eight years. I mean, and he didn't embarrass us, <laughs> right? <laughs> you got to give him his flowers oh, for yeah. that. Oh, he yeah. represented us. Well, they couldn't find nothing on this man. And now in a few days, we, there's an opportunity to put two black people as governors of two states that in Remarkable. my lifetime, I never would have imagined Remarkable. we would be in this position. We are exceptional people. And until we realize that and we get to where we use our God-given mind and abilities to elevate ourselves without having to step on each other and hurt each other and attack each other to do so, then I don't know what to say about us. We got to get to the point where we realize that we are some of the most amazing people God put on this planet because of our resiliency. Yes. And once we realize that, we're not going to see foolishness like we saw in Dr. Phil's show. There's more to us than our ability to, and I love hip hop. There's more to us than being able to rap. There's more to us being able to play myself out on, on reality TV. Right. It's more than us. It's more to us than that. We're more, more than, than just an athletes. athletes. We're more than just athletes. We're more than that. Yes. Once we realize how exceptional we are, then we can begin to love one another and respect each other and build each other up. And if you don't happen to obtain wealth, at least you're doing something that will help and benefit people along the way. And that's all I got, man. This family has played themselves. I want to ask you something about this because it it seems like you've gone in on this. Um, Did you, did you hear Dr. Phil say that this, this girl had been adopted? I heard about that. Yeah. So is it, is it okay if I'm willing to excuse some of the behavior because she has some other stuff going on? Because because Dr. Phil and, and I heard his I heard his interview on the uh, Breakfast Club where they went straight straight at it. Um, he he spoke about this girl's background about how she had been you know disowned by her birth mom and then put in house to house and then finally found this woman I forgot her name to you know take her in but of course at the time you take her in you you're you're absorbing a lot of the issues that have come with this child and their journey up to that point mm-hmm. so. I don't give her a pass walker. I don't want you to say I'm taking it that way, but I do have some compassion considering if, if it's true and I don't, I have I, compassion for the girl. Okay. Okay. See, I'm not, see, I'm going, see my player of the week is not really treasure. It's the guardians. Oh, okay. okay. It's the guardians. Okay. See, if that's my daughter, and I care about her. I'm not parading her on TV. No, no, we're not going. We're not going to Doctor Phil. We're gonna. We're not going that. to Doctor Phil. We're gonna handle that and within our four walls. Absolutely. Right. We're gonna take her to, to get some help, yeah. but it's not gonna be for the world to see. There you go. There you go. Mm. Mm. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And if and then, and, and then I'm hearing that this was a this was part of their plan to just get 
flown out. Man. <laughs> excuse me, excuse the expression, weird. but you you hoeing your daughter out for fame. It, yeah. That's where the player of the week comes into play. Gotcha. Okay. I, I misread that. I thought you were going at the No, no, okay. no, 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 no. And and it's and, I f- specifically called out her mom That's right. That's and right. the uncle. And as a parent, I is <laughs> I, I have little to no sympathy for her parent and or guardian, whatever you want to call her, if she is adoptive. Oh, um, for her. Yeah. Because she don't know. She don't know what she's doing. Right. She's hurting. It, it be it, it could be issues there. But, but Walker, think about this. Even if she is is adoptive, and you and you co-sign on this behavior, you're doing nothing but compounding the issue. Absolutely. If not generating new ones, you're trying to profit off of her issue. If there really is an it's, issue, that is sickening. If there's really an issue, she's. I've heard now. Now the sister said that the girl has issues. Right. But it ain't that. It ain't what they with the doctor feel for. Oh, she's got some issues, but it's not what they went to Dr. Phil for. So what Dr. Phil may have been right. She may have been going from family to family to family. Right. And there may be some behavior issues as a result of that. Oh, I think that has to be natural. Natural. But I'm not parading her around. If, no, if, if I'm no. taking if I've done to take you in, I'm not I'm not it, I'm not parading your issues around. To, to your point, it's not like Dr. Phil is the only person who can handle a situation like that. No. He's just on TV. He's just on TV. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, then PLW mom then. Or <laughs> That's what I'm going at. Okay. And I'm glad you okay. clarified that. Yes. Because this is not about, really, and I'm not going after the girl at all. I'm not, I'm not going after the girl at all. Right. Right. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at her parents like, what are you doing? Jeez. What are y'all doing? And I hear I hear from another family member. Man. So, that's all. You had a uh, statement you want to make about voting? Yeah, yeah. Before so, get out of here? Before, before Walker wraps us up, uh, we, we are recording this on the 4th of November, uh, right on the heels of uh, Election Day coming up next Tuesday, the 5th, 6th. So um, we're not gonna we're not gonna go in, but I do believe in the value of voting, and uh, if if you're registered and if you're even mildly aware of what your ballot looks like and the people that uh, fulfill that ballot, uh, please take the time and uh, exercise your right to vote. Because as we've mentioned, unfortunately, this election season, not everyone is gonna have that right. So um, if you got if you if you hear this and you got it. Uh, I encourage you to go to that ballot so uh, or that voting location. So that's all I got. Um, to his point, educate yourself. Um, understand what you're voting for and make a conscious decision. Let your voice be heard and do the right thing. That's it. Got anything else, man? That's all I got. Proud of you for your weight loss, man. Thanks, uh, man. That keep, means a lot, keep, Walker. Keep 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 doing keep doing what you do. I know this was a long one, but uh, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, hope you found something that you could agree with. If not, we hope you said we hope that we said something that can hopefully help you see the world differently, maybe even change your perspective and help make you evolve and make you a better person. This is the Weekly Podcast.